Hello. Hi, Hi it's Sonny. And Rhoda. <laughs> and here's Fennel. Gonna say hello. <laughs> did I say hello? I thought I did. Oh, no, okay. but you said. But then Sonny said, "Hi, I'm Sonny," and then I said, "I'm I'm Rhoda," and then there was just a gap. Hello, my name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that went very smoothly. We're a little, we're a little rusty. We are. It's been a long time, and considering even in that time, we were all physically together. Yes. I never did our. We never did a podcast together, and Doris is making appearance too. That's not me having heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Although we were talking about, I learned a phrase uh, before we started about losing your duster. The Sunny duster. Said, what? Losing the duster. The duster. Losing duster, which I suggested could be a sexual term. <laughs> but apparently it means um, yeah, having a conflict. I'm so, just going to see what the. What the I, I'd like to lose my duster. <laughs> losing the duster. Losing my not not my coming there. <laughs> Losing my duster. Losing I the duster. I heard someone this week say that that's uh somebody needed an audience for an envelope opening. To open an envelope. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, like people what, that someone would turn up to the opening of an envelope. That thing. yes, yes, yes. That was it. I can't even find it as a like. What does that mean? There so are some. I really, wonder if I've made that up. Well, there are some really funny phrases in in the British language that don't compute as an American at times. Like the first time that my kids came home asking for a rubber. I think we talked about that <laughs> when I where they came home from school. It was just normal conversation across the table when they were doing homework, and it was like, "Good lord, <laughs> oh, what's that going on there?" Anyway, forgive me. I'm being unsavory, Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no unsavory nurses, nurses, nurses please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How are we all? How how things? I think we've kind of apologised for a gap. For yes. Our qu quarterly podcast. <laughs> well, it's hard, isn't it? To I think, I think that's reflective of of life and consistency and having to like coordinate three human beings mm. Mm. so Rhoda is installing you're installing um you're taking steps with your fika kitchen yeah yeah, yeah no the, the the project that keeps on giving <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, no, yeah, no, it's exciting. This these wee seeds of ideas that you flow with and see where they happen. And I love that sort of organic growth of stuff where we we don't have to strive or, or push or shoulder stuff. But um yeah, Fika has just taken off over the last few months and uh, then an opportunity arose for me to buy a kitchen, uh, not a kitchen, a bakery from an amazing business um, that used to be in town. And now we have decided, we have decided to put it into the back room of one of, of our house, which then led to an archaeological excavation, which <laughs> then led to us taking like a foot and a half of dirt out <gasps> of our house, 
which wow. then meant that I had to make beds in the front garden. And I was joking with my neighbor the other day that I'd killed a few people and I was putting them in the beds. And, you know, that's it was all of this. So it's been quite fun. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, it's an evening and weekend pursuit that. So um, so it just gets done when it can get done. Yeah. So we're hoping to open the bakery maybe in 2024. We'll see. We'll see. How that <laughs> but you, you are you are still baking out of your which I your... out of our home kitchen every second Friday just now and that just works fine my little ovens are doing doing fine just now but um once we move into the next place into the next room we'll be able to up our capacity and I've got quite a few different ideas brewing of what could be developed mm. and changed and and what could happen but um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just a real, real heart, real heart for a conversation and meaningful conversation. And yeah, just going those places that matter rather than just surfing on the superficial, I just think is huge for us mm-hmm. as humans, isn't it? And mm-hmm. it makes me wonder, like through work, you know, I've, I've been working in a school, just talking to students um, like in a listening service. It just makes me wonder, eh, like, what if the dinner table was reinstated as you know a central place for every Mm -hmm. home where conversation where questions were asked where you know I just think I just think it's absolutely massive um yeah so yeah so that's that's the heart is just to push into conversation a little bit more and bringing people together um yeah connection meaningful connection Hmm. it is so awesome Mm. It's powerful eating together and celebrating together. Over the last two weeks, so I teach in a Catholic school community, and um, we have a really diverse student body. And, um, of course, my Muslim students have come out of Eid. They've celebrated. And, and, you know, that in every sort of faith tradition, there is that celebration of of a meal of eating together, drinking together and cultures like in the Japanese culture, there's that there's a a true ritual around tea, like drinking tea. I would say the British have a tradition around, have a ritual around it. And so over the last couple of weeks, I've been talking with my, my form students about what it means to be human. So that's the topic. What does it mean to be human? And in an age with technology and AI Um, it's fascinating to think about that. And even how we communicate together, how we handle conflict, how we handle love, how we Mm. handle being loved and creating stuff. We're, Mm. you know, Rhoda, you are, you, and actually Sunny, both of you are so much, uh, you're so, you're so such creators. Mm. And I think, to create requires a willingness to fail doesn't it yeah Mm. definitely yeah definitely yeah i think it's there's a vulnerability isn't there there's a vulnerability with uh, creating stuff um and especially when you we involve other people in the in the picture um yeah you just it's it's vulnerable um but fun as well hey like just fun what can happen and what can come about hey when we least expect it so we were driving by, Henry had swimming lessons this morning, and we were driving by um, Bruce and Luke's, the car wash. And Henry said, let's get donuts. And I said, oh, Henry, the store is closed. And he said, 
forever, mommy? And I said, yeah, it's, it's closed. You know, it's, it's that store is closed. And he got really teary and he was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't want that store to close. I said, oh. I know. I think that Bruce and Luke who owned it did, they probably didn't want it to close either. It's kind <laughs> of sad. Something like that changes. And I said, well, well, you know, th- there are other donuts that are, I said, oh, Krispy Kreme donuts are really good. And he said, but they're not as good as Bruce and Luke's donuts. And I said, oh, <laughs> oddly, were um, next to Andy Fearon, Bruce and next to Henry's dad and grandma and myself, the next four people to hold Henry were Andy, Bruce, <laughs> and Oh, yeah, of course. So yeah. Morning driving. I'm like, oh, he's got like this. He's got a soul connection. To Bruce. And then I'm like, you know, I was thinking, but what I, I've thought about those guys a lot because when you go out and you dream big, mm. I I mean, we, we as a community, I feel like Carla, I was really cheering for them. Mm. But I, how do we keep going when the dream doesn't go as we mm. hope? And then I think, like, I mean, like, I'd love to interview Bruce, Bruce and Luke, like, you know, and, and put them into the conversation, because then yeah. I also just think, and maybe this is for me personally as well, like, what I've been wondering about, over the, when we do go out great guns for something, when we really do believe in something, when we invest heart, soul, energy into something, and then our time comes up, like, you know, and yeah. actually, it's just not right anymore. And yeah. so it's not so much about the failure of a business the failure of an idea the failure of a concept it's recognizing our time isn't it our season um and I think it's also it's that part of the story too isn't it like that that's all part of the creative process isn't it of just like there's seasons for stuff like you know so like yeah but again for Bruce and Luke like we would have to ask them personally you know what yeah like for them um but incredible, like those two, I just take my hat off to the bravery and the courage just to pursue and go for it. Mm. And especially in, like, our, our city is not a big city. It's known um, maybe for um, quite a few different things, but ambition hasn't always been something that's been a big part of our city. And I think those guys really carved away. And mm. actually, this is a great place to be and let's do something amazing. I'm just like, yay! Awesome. I'm proud to know them. Mm. And, and I, I, but as we passed by, I think it was Bruce, Bruce, one of those guys, it was either Bruce or Luke was washing their car and it felt the poet in me was Mm. like, Oh, I really want to pull in and just be like, like help him wash his car. Just be like, (laughs) you know what? you make Carlisle a better place to be. And I think when someone tries to step out to do, to create something like that, yeah, mm. more of that, right? Mm. I feel like but that also- with My Way Code, really. That's kind of my, like, I think have to die back and to feed the soil, you know, like, it, you know, yeah. things become more fertile, don't they, with yeah. the stuff that dies back and, the energy goes back into the bulb and the root and then it, you know, comes around again, you know, because yeah. My Way Code's still a great idea. My Way Code's still a project I'm passionate about, but I don't, it's not something I work on day to day because it's not the season for it Yeah. now. And I know other people get frustrated 
you know, like, oh, what's happening with it? You know, like, oh, we did this work with it, and now it's like, and like, I haven't mothballed it or anything, but it's just it's at a point of like we could press go. Yeah, but but also, you know, I'm working full time, and I really, really love my job. Mm. And I, I give a lot of energy into my work, and that's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I have a finite amount of energy, you know, yeah. when menopause. I, you know, and, I'm, um, and I want to be able to have time to do additional things with friends and stuff. So, yeah. you know, additional bits of work here and there and things that I want to do. So I do, you just have to cut your, like, like Rose said, and, like, it's just a seasonal mm. Mm. thing it, I haven't given up and it could still all happen but um, I'll still think about it often as a solution for people um, as a way of kind of looking at themselves and their lives and stuff but it's um, but I've had to come to terms with the fact that I can't do everything mm. like the film <laughs> everything yeah. everywhere all at once yeah. yeah yeah I think I think also this concept of like bigger and bigger and bigger and you know more impact and it's quite a lot of pressure isn't it yeah. like you know I did you guys um, listen to that little snippet of an interview with Elizabeth um, Gilbert who is the Eat Love Pray author oh right, um, yeah. there's a beautiful little snippet that's flying around social media and I love this interview with her um, where I think she maybe even did a TED talk as well on this not long after the movie came out Eat Pray mm. Love and um, that's a beautiful movie I love that movie um, but um, she just did this TED talk and then referred to it in the interview like what if that was my best piece of work mm. like mm. what if that was like yeah. everybody's asking me what are you doing next what's yeah. coming yeah, yeah. what's happening yeah. what, how are you going to develop that how are you going to do the next one blah, 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 blah. and she's like but I'm really content that that could be my best piece of work and yeah. I am not going to position myself striving yeah. for the next best piece of work yeah. do you know what? I'm just yeah. going to keep doing what's in front of me and yeah. it, like I think the sort of socialist side of me as well mm. like it just like dials into that place of mm. like what is before us what is in front of us mm what is presented mm. to us mm. and how do we just be faithful in the small things like mm. I think that's massive isn't it mm. I heard yes so much yes to that Ro and I heard this interview with Michael Keaton this mm. week and he I want to say he was saying, you, you, you know, if you have children in your life, you're not, you, don't, you know, the people you love, you will not regret spending time with them. Spend mm. as much time with the people you love as you can. But then there was, uh, there was, maybe it wasn't connected to that, but there was another, um, I can't remember, it was a panel or something, but they were saying it. It, you know, you think that life is about the big trip to Jamaica or the, the big wedding or the, the big event, right? Mm. The, the coronation, for goodness sake, you know, you think it's about these things, but that is a minuscule part of your whole life. Yeah. And mm. they said, you know, what's, you know, what makes your life? every day and I love Rhoda you know and and Sunny in our in our spiritual community um we I remember one of the mantras was like the big is in the little and the mm. truth is every single day I drink coffee mm. that's that <laughs> is 
my life. Here we're back to mm. coffee. But like he, he, this, this person, whoever it was, was, and I'm sorry for not remembering. I thought it was Michael Keaton, but ev- your life is that every day it's that p- school pickup. It's, mm. it's the time that you go to, that you talk to your partner as you're falling asleep. Mm. It's the school, the car ride. It's the grocery shop. It's mm. the conversation you have every week when you go to the post office or to the chemist. That's life. And that's why when these people that we don't really have significant relationship with, such as the lady behind the counter at the chemist, mm. when they die, we go, mm. what? Mm. and we feel it so deeply. Mm. And we, you know, Bruce and Luke's donuts, like that mm. was a, that will be a part of Henry's story. But those, mm. those, that is life. The people mm. we see at work, the, the converse, you know, that mm. is the everyday is our lives and so we need to make the most of that i love that film about time i've mentioned it before but i was thinking about what you we've been saying about creativity and knowing when the time is up and i cannot help but think because one of the things we talk about in our in our friendships and we you know i want to say when we talk about our relationships it's always from a place of love of Mm -hmm. of the people in our lives, whether that's our family members, there's always love and grace in there. We don't, we don't generally engage in bitching, although occasionally I do, I think venting, but, Mm. but it's always tries to be productive. Nobody jumps on the bandwagon of, of it's almost an agreement among us, isn't it? We don't Mm. jump on any, don't demonize anybody. We Mm. don't. And I think, and that's why it's safe for us because none, neither of you will ever, if I'm upset about something or, we don't, we don't go there really, do we? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. ever worry that if you two are talking and I'm not in the conversation that you will say anything that I would be hurt by. Like, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's yeah. a real integrity there that that's, that makes say, yeah. but anyway, that, that we don't do that, that part. But mm-hmm. that being said, that that's an interesting thing to then apply to our relationships mm. of all sorts. Mm. I guess that's why family is deep because you can't. Yeah. I don't know. Like you, you, you don't usually you don't decide to stop. <laughs> you don't you decide the time is up in no. a relationship with family mm. members. And even if you do, the truth is we carry those people with us mm. everywhere. Their yeah. voice, their sometimes how they look, sometimes their essence, their, influence we carry that i think we can certainly stop an unhealthy element to a relationship and maintain contact i mean i think it's it's a real act of grace and patience and you know like it's a it's a you know almost a challenge to self-care to stay in contact with especially a family member you know that you are like really tied to or, or want to, you know, don't want to completely fracture mm. other relationships in order to, you know, solve that. But I think there are ways where we can sort of witness behavior and not be super hurt by it. Yeah. So there's a little kind of separation that, yeah. like, from the wounding. <laughs> yeah. But you physically can be in somebody's presence and try and see their like good qualities and mm. and things but I think it's a it's a tough it's a tough ask mm. to get there 
Yeah, I think that it's really, that's really powerful, Sonny, like what you're saying there. Um, I I really love, like, this is part of my research for thesis is friendship. And so I've been reading quite widely about friendship um, and, and then therefore other close relationships, because there's been so much research out there about, you know, romantic relationships, about yeah. family bonds. But there's not mm. so much out there about friendship because traditionally friendship is thought of as you get to choose, you opt in and opt out whenever you want. There's not there's not such ties or commitment ties um, as familiar relationships or as romantic relationships. Um, and I just think this is really interesting when you think like, there's this uh, Dunbar uh, did this the social brain theory about our capacity for close friendships for and the layers of different friendships that we have capacity for as humans. And I think as you were talking, Sonny, it just reminded me of that, that our brains do not have capacity to do the level of close relationship and friendship mm. with more than five people huh? and up to 15 people where you can be really close with. And I think there's a self-protection that comes in when when something happens within those close friendships mm. where we just are able to pivot that slightly. Mm. And I would almost see like that they move to another layer of yeah. friendships. So yeah. they're, they're still there in the ethernet somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're trying to do a self-protection there to yeah. be able to maintain some kind of relationship, not to break it down entirely. Mm. But I think it's good for us to recognize you're no longer a close close yeah. contact me a close friend to me yeah I can't find those things that I actually do need as a human being though yeah <laughs> like, we need yeah. all the pairs don't we yeah but it's just my expectations of like not in a bad way have dropped do you know what I mean like it's just like I'm not going to share these different things with you that we used to share because the trust's not there anymore yeah. or yeah. do you know what I mean yeah um, yeah yeah I find it fast I love that you're doing that research on friendship Rhoda, because what's what the research I've I've read recently, and and it is in it is um, it, I what's the guy when the body says no? Uh, it's it's not Gabber yeah. Matty, is it? Yeah, the so one of my clients at, at who is also a a long a friend I I a friend from uh, secondary school pointed me to Gabor Mate a while back, and I I read and listened to his book when the body says no but he talks about and there's multiple you'll you'll both know the research on this but there's multiple research um projects research you know that says that that one indicator of longevity one of the top indicators of longevity is that people live in community and there's so much even medical research out there, biological research about how being in community, i.e. in deep friendships, whether that's with people who are your family members or are not your family members, has an immediate positive impact on our immune system mm. and that, that our cells respond the same like this fascinating thing and it is it's in that book but he says the brain of a cell isn't the nucleus Mm. quote unquote of a cell is the cell wall what it lets in and what it lets out and how it how it picks up senses and that that it functions within a system and that we are the same way and he talks Mm -hmm. about the parallel between stem cells which 
miraculously, I mean, on, in Bill Clinton, you know, Bill Clinton did this big thing. Oh, we figured out the genome, the, the, the basically quote unquote, the blueprint, I'm quoting Gabor Mate, the blueprint of the, of our genetics, but that's not really just understanding it is like saying, I know the English language, right. Mm. But that doesn't mean I can write, uh, you know, write a play about it, but that, the that these stem cells, depending on which environment they are in or what, what the environment tells them will create bone, bone tissue or skin tissue or mm. whatever. And that we too, as human beings, sociologically are, are we socially mirror the system that our bodies create biologically? Does that make sense? Does it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm so, thinking about it. Yeah, I think so. So, like, <laughs> so, who who we become is created by the context we're in. Yeah, yes, you know, yes. Way hundred percent. What our cells do is created by the context they're in. And when we are stressed out, functioning in fight or flight, our cortisol levels, all of that is intensified, adrenal glands, all of it, and our body is threatened. And so it responds. Mm. And same with us, we sh- it's responds by shutting down, you know, and so same with us from a social level. Mm. Totally. And that fear gets in in the way of real connection doesn't it because okay. you know that that trust that Rose was talking about that you know like the three of us have is mm. is i think you know in that hierarchy friendship mm. you know, i think isn't it funny that when we get to the top of friendship we put friends into family yeah totally you know like but but actually yeah. for me it's 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 like family but real family gets demoted so it's not like family's like the top term even is it yeah it's just describing yeah. that the kind of intimacy of it um but yeah and I think I think the fear and the activation we all feel most of the time due to all of the technology and all of the stuff with that's coming at us all the time you know induces that fear and threat and it does get in the way of seeing each other you know doesn't it because we're just walking around with a on the edge of with this sort of hyper vigilance and stuff of like really connecting with people my my father is just like apart from being the best dad on the planet um, (laughs) the nicest kindest man he's he's known for being a nice chap you know like if you say his name that's what people talk about how nice and but and he used to it was excruciating as a teenager because he'd walk through the village or the town or whatever and he'd be looking at people in the eye and saying good morning you know like (laughs) as a kid morning you know (laughs) and they're like it's trudging along behind you know it's just sort of like Goth, like with a head like tripping over the pavement and stuff, thinking, "Oh my god, it's so embarrassing." <laughs> but you know, he was right. He was like, "If you don't do that, like they don't know, you know, they're not necessarily going to say that to you." But like, you can really see people. Mm. And now, as an adult daughter, I really see people light up by that attention, you know. And it's the eye contact, isn't it? And it's like really being. Like just a tiny little, like you say, the yeah person, the chemist or whatever. There's a wonderful yeah. segment at the moment on Lisa Tarbuck's radio show, which is on a Saturday night, and I listen to it on a Sunday morning. 
where people are sending in the people they have in their lives that don't know that they are points of reference. Like, so it can be the person that you always drive past at a certain point on the way to work. Yes, they're that's late so true. Or you're late. You don't yes. see them. Or there's, um, you know, and they and people have little names for them. You know, like they have, oh, you know, you know, Mrs. Fiesta or, you know, whatever the car is. <laughs> and there's, there's just the most charming things where, like, if the bus stops at this point on the road, then they can see that gnome in the garden or they can see oh. that person feeding their cat or, you know, and just thinking there's, there's so much going on, isn't there? Absolutely. But humans notice that it's not a threat. It's just a charming, like, noticing of another human being that will never meet each other you know they will never know that and that's that whole level isn't it like that you know there's been a lot of research done that we lost in covid of yeah um, of that whole acquaintance sort of level of that person you know the postman even like some of the conversations that you would have regularly with different you'd just see on the same work track or whatever um, which I just think is all so important to us and taking notice of how that makes you feel of how you know, yeah. some, smiling at someone can really genuinely change the whole trajectory of their day. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, totally. stop and say, hi, how are you? And waiting yeah. for the response rather than that being just a pat statement that we say <laughs> left, right and centre, you know. Um, it's just absolutely... That's like amazing. watching your Andy in town. You know, oh, the amount of times I, maybe you're going to meet Andy uh, fearing for coffee at Fox's and... Um, I would, you know, maybe sit in the window and I would see him come down Abbey Street and he would stop and talk to this pastor. And he was like, he's gonna, I'm not going to order his coffee because it'll be cold by the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I no, just and he's just like, and I'm like, did you, oh, he's, I just met this amazing person. Oh, oh did you know them? Like, you know, he looks like he's bumped into somebody he knows and he doesn't know them. He's, that's the first time he's met them, you know. Well, just I think also like, we've got his sister from another mister here in Kimberley, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> you know like oh my goodness I met like four new best friends today like <laughs> just like just like Andy and Kimmy have a very similar personality type and it is so beautiful like yeah. I I mean kind of probably similar to how you feel about your dad walking through the village yeah and, yeah you know, as a more introverted person sometimes <laughs> I'm like stop the bus and like take me away now this is so embarrassing <laughs> and then especially when he introduces me to people that I apparently have met before and I cannot remember at all like <laughs> you know at all but it's so beautiful I love the quality in, in Kimmy too like walking through town with Kimmy she will know at least I don't know, like eighty oh, percent of the yeah. people she walks by. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. I, I genuinely, genuinely love people, yeah. and it goes back for. I don't. I just love learning people's stories. It goes back yeah. for me. I was a student journalist, and I taught journalism. And my mentor, and probably one of the people in the world I love the most. I have modeled my life after is my high school English teacher, Mr. Lease. And just to say the name of Bill and Carolyn Lease brings tears to my eyes. They have changed my life profoundly and just by being so loving. And I, I think of them now and I send my love to them now, but, but just the power of kindness and that, mm. 
but I love learning people's stories. I just, but that's who I am, but I've been listening to you. And I think most of my closest friends are introverts Mm. because we find each other. We it's, Mm. it's magnets, right? And, and not all of my closest friends, but most of my most intimate friends are introverts because there's a relief and a balance. But I, I am thinking about a, a former neighbor who I've met. I never had a conversation with him across the road. Uh, when in my last house with my ex-husband, there was this man who had the most beautiful garden, every square inch of that garden of his front yard garden area was covered in these gorgeous flowers. And I would walk by and I would, I would have to touch them. They looked like cakes. They were so (laughs) beautiful and they smelled so gorgeous. And I would hold them in my hands. And I swear to you, I even once I kissed it, like I just wanted to kiss that flower. It was so like, so beautiful. My eyes couldn't even absorb the color (laughs) and it would feel like Gerbera daisies. I probably said that word wrong, but like I'm seeing it in my head and I would, I mean, it was like, precious. And I, I swear one time I, I tried to say hi to him as he, I was walking by and he didn't respond because he was just doing what he does in this world. Mm-hmm. These growing these flowers. And in their front window, they had this dancer and it, it was a dancer and she had one hand up holding a, a, a wild skirt, just a gray, beautiful sculpture, very elegant and tasteful and beautiful piece of artwork. And every once in a while, I would be driving by. And I, I mean, I, I love those flowers. And I saw them from my front window. And, you know, I never, I thought I should put a note through his box that says, mm-hmm. thank you for that beautiful garden. It, it's, it's, it makes my day brighter on a hard day. And there were hard days in that house when I'm pulling out of the, the, the estate and I see your flowers or walk by. I have to look. I have to smell. And then, hi, Anna. And then we've got an Anna in the background. And then I, I mean, that was a, such a joy, to, oh, wow. but then yeah. there was the day when I drove by and the flowers were gone and the sculpture oh. was gone for sale sign was up. And I asked oh. a neighbor, our neighbor and this gentleman had dementia. So he, oh. it was one of the last things he stopped doing was planting those flowers, but that gave him purpose. And I actually felt so grieved that yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. got to the last of his, his art yeah. was, it's strange, isn't it? But yeah. everyone brings something different. Mm. Here comes. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's funny. I wonder who sees us in our lives. I wonder who we are to other people, you know, like, yeah, oh, that's the girl that's always going for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know, or... that would be really funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> I know. Oh, that's yeah. the girl with the fluffy dogs, or that's the... No, I'm saying girl. That's the woman with girl the fluffy girl. dogs, or, yeah, you girl, know. <laughs> the noisy Lovely dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, no, I just I just think it's so beautiful. I'm so glad that we've been designed to to be social reach out to be in relationship mm. not to be mm. like little islands yeah i think also isn't it's very hard it's not an easy journey i don't think as humans i think there's so much pain along the way as well isn't there yeah and yeah. so much for us to process but 
I think that's the thing, isn't it, of of persevering, isn't it? Like, you know, like how many years have we been? How, how old is Henry now? Is he seven now? Henry's seven. Yeah. For seven years. Well, he's seven and a half. So... Oh, yeah, seven, seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. But it's only really in the last, what would you say, like four years, you guys, that we've we've grown in friendship. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I think that we had that first three years that we would be in each other's spaces. Yeah. Each other's yeah. lives. And then it was it was not long before lockdown, really, wasn't it? Before we would start. Yeah, like really, yeah. And then it was lockdown in some ways that solidified it in some ways, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Like being separated where we committed to just calling each other and chatting quite a lot on video call. Yeah. Well, equal parts, there's an intentionality. And oddly, on the other side of the spectrum, there is never a conversation where it's like well you haven't talked you know you haven't called me in in a week or you haven't texted in a there's equal parts sincere intention yeah and holding in your words wrote lightly and tightly lightly and tightly yeah oh henry now needs a head on his game so we're gonna start (laughs) like some some friends will it's difficult because if there's not intention or agreements around how we relate, then sometimes I find myself in dynamics when most of the conversations I'm having with somebody are, I'm sorry, I wasn't available to you. Yeah. Oh, like we're, there's a, a, I don't know what, 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 what I would call that. Like. It's weird, doesn't it? Cause there's a need, there's a need isn't there that we're expected to meet somehow. Whereas, we have like if we needed something we could ask each other for that mm. without fear of like what what with total trust that if it's too much then it would be a no yeah <laughs> like there's just like you know i mean i had you know <laughs> it, it was really interesting so reflecting on my kind of only three weeks at goshen like that's the longest i've ever spent like staying with anybody ever like you know we just don't do it we just don't get well I, I haven't and it was just that sense of like what almost wanting to be invisible because you don't want to be a bother and you don't want to be a burden and you don't want to be like you almost you want to be a guest but without being a guest you yeah, know I mean? totally. yeah. <laughs> you know and it and it, it was such a healing uh thing to do like to just absolutely trust and go with I'm okay to be here. Like, they're not sick of me yet. Um. <laughs> well, a little bit from there that our idea of a, a future sorority came about. Yeah. It's not that we're wishing that our yeah, partners yeah. would move on to the next life, but, you know, kind of we are. Like, <laughs> so that we can all our, be together. old age sorority. Yeah, yeah. Which I, what, what was it called again, Kimmy? Kappa oh, yeah. Rho Sigma? Rho is, a, is in the al- Greek alphabet. In fact, yeah. when I did first rush, I had to memorize the Greek alphabet. So it's the alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon. I think I sang my, our, our um, serenades we did. Yeah, so what, <laughs> Sigma? Sigma Kappa Rho, I think it was, or something like that. Scrows, we're going to be the scrows, yeah. Scrows <laughs> of the crows. Take a, a secret door knock. And um, what else? 
we had a well, song. We're going to be fully self-sustaining as well, weren't we? That that was the idea. We're going to be like doing seated cheer. Yeah, I've already thing. planted up the garden in the front for us. That's going to be ready yeah, for yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, it'll be in Goshen. We <laughs> had social events. Yes. We had fundraisers. I was in Alpha Gamma Delta, that, <laughs> which is an outstanding national sorority in the United States. And um, I was really, I love being in Alpha Gamma. Um, I learned a lot in that, in those like truly sisters, you call each other your party sisters. Yeah. I cannot not think of Legally Blonde every time you mention your sorority <laughs> to me. And, yeah. I just, and you are that lady. What is she called in that movie? Reese Witherspoon. You, yeah. I mean, Reese Witherspoon anyway. Yeah, yeah. Character. I would just love that, Kimmy. Like, for you to go feel pink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm an alpha gammon. I'm proud that I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, we actually had songs like that. I I loved it. I loved it. I learned a lot about friendship. We it, it's funny because we're talking about friendship and in a sorority or fraternity for that matter, you call each other your brothers, your sisters, mm. your sorority sisters. Mm. And maybe that's where I started calling people sister. Mm. Yeah. I say I call you guys sister. I text. In yeah. fact, yeah. Mm. We'll be a scrub. We'll have our song. Ro crone. <laughs> crone. The older. Yeah. Pro. Yeah. <laughs> our 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 mascot will be um a fluffy our dog. mascot <laughs> our mascot will be uh a cockapoo. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> fluffy dogs united. So brilliant. Oh, oh, so should we that. say goodbye yeah. to our listener? <laughs> A sigma row, and I'm proud that I go. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll stop recording. Okay. Brilliant. Au revoir. Uh, au revoir. Ta ta. Do we? Do we? Do 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 we?